Welcome to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us as Deb talks with her guests, experts in their fields, as they share real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today we're going to be talking about one of my favorite subjects and one of the things that business owners often forget, or they know it's important, but they don't know how to do it, or they really don't have any clue. And so please join me in welcoming our guest to the program today. Welcome to Kim Speed. Welcome, Kim. Thank you, Deb. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here today. Well, and you are coming to us all the way from Toronto, Canada. So, you know, this is, is fabulous. I love it when I get to talk with my international guests. Oh, well, it's a thrill to be um, part of this today, and I'm really looking forward to it. Perfect, perfect. Well, let me tell people just a little bit about you. So Kim Speed is a brand visibility expert, small business owner, speaker, and the author of the book, Branding on a Shoestring, How to Recreate Your Small Business Identity and Increase Sales in 83 Days or Less. At Kim's company, Purple Moon Creative, she helps growing small business owners to become visible to the right prospects and turn those prospects into clients. Kim educates her clients on the importance of getting clarity on your brand and how that will give you the focus needed to build a strong business and increase profits. So again, Kim, welcome. Thank you so much, Deb. You know, it really is something that I think is very misunderstood. So let's start with the basics. What is a brand? Well, I'm so glad you asked me that because it is very confusing for people. Everybody's talking about it. It's like the hot word. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know what? I need a brand. I need, you know, I need to make sure I have a brand. But so many people, when they hear that, are just thinking about the, um, the word logo. Right. Really. Mm -hmm. And logo, although it's an important part of your brand, it's only a small part of your brand. Mm -hmm. The actual essence of your brand is um, deeper than that. It's mm -hmm. who you are. It's what you stand for. And it's in essence, it is equal to your reputation. OK. Um, I like to to sort of divide up uh, brand and branding. So your brand is the internal essence of who you are, the reputation and your branding is everything that supports the brand. So okay. that is your logo, your mm -hmm. website, your message, your fonts and colors, etc. Mm -hmm. That is how you help um, people understand who you are. That's how you communicate your brand. Right. So. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think, you know, what happens is, with brand, you're, you're so right. People get caught up on this is my logo. This is how my website looks, blah, 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 blah. And they don't have that, that first step, which is really what, what it, it should be. It should be the very first step in figuring out who you're going to be as a small business, as an entrepreneur. And unfortunately, what happens a lot of times is we leap into the developing the logo, developing the website, the font. You know, that's always, well, what, what is my font going to be? Well, it's the default. <laughs> you know, it's like whatever it gives me, you know, all those various things. So how does, you know, and, and so what happens frequently is you've got a small business who doesn't have a brand. So how do you work with people to either 
initially create that or go back a couple of steps and develop their brand? Well, and I have to say, as soon as actually you hang out a shingle, Mm -hmm. you begin to develop a brand. Right. Now, it's whether or not you choose to manage that brand or not. If Mm -hmm. you don't, then basically you're putting it in the hands of your competitors Mm -hmm. to brand you for um, themselves. Mm -hmm. So, And that's not usually in your favor. Right. So what you want to do is be intentional about how you want to be perceived and how um, how you want people to think about you, what's really important in the way that you do business mm-hmm. and, and who are the people that you want to work with? Who are the, who is your specific audience? Mm-hmm. And then what position you are going to take in your industry? So you, when you start a business, a lot of people are not going to have, um, you know, uh, a ton of extra uh, financial um, money mm-hmm. to to maybe do this professionally, but it's definitely worthwhile thinking about and making sure that um, you have an idea of who you really are mm-hmm. and who you are trying to connect with. Um, when I work with people, it's usually at a point where they've been in business for about an, a year or so, and they know that they are definitely going to stay in business. It's a viable mm-hmm. uh uh, company and they can see some traction and now they have to actually take it seriously and work with somebody professionally on creating uh, the real brand presence. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think what happens is exactly what we said. A lot of people just start doing business, whether, you know, be, by choice, you know, as an, ooh, I'm going to be an entrepreneur now. Or, oh, my God, I lost my job, so I have to start a business. You know, and, and it might be a side business. It might be your full-time business, but we just start doing. You know, we've got mm-hmm. this great idea for a product or service, and we just leap into doing it. And so when you ask someone, well, what's your brand? They say, well, I'm a landscaper, or I sell office products, or I'm a coach, and that's not their brand. They and and because what happened is that exactly as you said, they haven't thought about what their brand is, and they've left it up to everybody else in the world, their supporters and their detractors, to define it for them because they really didn't realize that they needed one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And um, and that's fine. It's just I'm trying to make people aware mm-hmm. of building something that has meaning. Right. And um you know, starts to give them a presence Mm -hmm. and starts to attract the right people. When they are attracting the right people, it's amazing how they start to work with those people. Those people are um, happy. Uh, They're getting the product or service that they um, have been looking for. And they turn into what I call your brand ambassadors. Mm -hmm. And that's what I talk about to people like create those loyal fans, those fans that are going to be out there talking about you. And that's your brand can be your best salesperson working for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it, it precedes you. It supersedes you, you know, all of those mm-hmm. various things. Mm-hmm. So why is it important for a small business to have a brand? Because as we said, a lot of times they just start doing business and they think, well, it, it's me. You know, they, they know me. They know Kim. They're going to work with Kim. 
And so they, again, they don't create that brand. So why, in, especially for a small business, why is a brand so important? Because your brand is your most powerful asset that a small business can have at, without spending tons and tons of money. Mm-hmm. And it also is, if you know who you want to be, it helps you to save money um, in crazy marketing tactics um, and save time. Mm-hmm. So there's so many small businesses going out there. They haven't spent the time at what I call the foundation of figuring out who they want to be mm-hmm. and what they want to represent. And they go out and they hear about all the latest, you know, oh, I should be doing Facebook ads or um, I, um, um, I'm going to do um, newspaper ads or, you know, there's tons of people coming up and saying, try this, try this. It's going to grow your business. But if it might grow business, if you know what you want to grow as mm-hmm. and who you're trying to um, and what you're trying to say out there to the people that are going to be interested in your product. So when you start out, this is a learning curve. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not necessarily like you're going to have an idea who, of who you are. And a lot of times if you're a solopreneur, it is based on your personal brand. And those two things will connect your personal brand and your company brand. And I always say to people, you know, have an idea of of who you are and and what you want to be, but you also need to go out and start speaking to people Mm -hmm. and finding out who that audience is and what their problems are and um, what makes them really excited about the service or product that you have or, you know, what is making them crazy. The brand, although it represents you, it's really all about them Mm -hmm. so finding out who you connect with and who you want to connect with is so key in the beginning to help you build your brand Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the hard part is it's kind of nebulous because as you said it's not the logo it's not your tagline you know and, and that's what a lot of people think a brand is you know if you say you know Tell me what Nike is. Well, they're the just do it people. You know, that's, that's not their brand. So I think that's maybe where people struggle is it, it is, it is that kind of nebulous thing. And so how do you work with people to get them to, to focus and to really define it as opposed to, well, I just, I, I, I do this or I provide this. You know, they start talking about the products or services that they have as opposed to what their brand is. And I think maybe that really is where people get confused is they can't focus in on what their brand is because they're thinking, well, I offer this product, I offer this service, or, you know, I'm a speaker, I'm an author, whatever it is. Right. So um, I go through a series of exercises with people and okay. and actually pulls this information out of them. Mm-hmm. It's People actually have this knowledge. They just don't know what what they're supposed to be thinking about. Mm-hmm. So I, I start with, how do you want to be perceived? Like okay. how, if people were going to describe you to somebody else, mm-hmm. what are those emotional feelings that you'd want them to use? Mm-hmm. Like, are you, um, super, um, trustworthy and, or are you the, um, the really modern way out brand that, you know, Nobody else is doing this right now. Are you traditional? Are you the one that's fun and or humorous? Mm-hmm. 
those kinds of things are what starts to build the brand. Mm -hmm. And they will actually, all those perceptions that you think about, um, you know, the hard working, um, trustworthy, loyal, um, uh, humorous, uh, um, the words are, the words are escaping me. But and the cool thing these, is you've got big lists in your book. <laughs> yes, yes, I do. And I, I help people with lists so that it gets them thinking. Mm-hmm. But all this perception is, you know, just how do you, how do you want people to describe you? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying describe your service or your product. Mm-hmm. I love this. I'm, I'm on your website and in the about section. Mm-hmm. It's it's very good about your business because you you're not talking about the products or services. So I want to read this. So it's a bit about us. Purple Moon Creative is a boutique agency where a growing business can come and be nurtured. You will have access to the people who will work on your projects and the opportunity to discuss ideas with them. Think of us as an extension of your marketing team, a partner who listens to what you have to say and asks lots of questions to figure out what you need and how best to deliver it. You will get programs that work for you and resonate with your customers, and you will have fun during the process because we do. I like that because you don't say, we will do X, Y, Z. And, right. and again, I think that's where people get stuck is they, they talk about the product or the service as opposed to the feeling. Mm-hmm. And because we're told, well, you know, you're in, it, it's a business. It's not a feeling. And, you know, and, and so I, I love this because it is about, you know, you do talk in here about your market. You know, it's small business, growing mm-hmm. business, you know, how you're part of that team. And, you know, in your book, one of the things you talk about is the fact that by knowing your target market and and knowing, you know, and, and being able to identify that and then talk about it, you will eliminate people. And that's OK. You know, mm-hmm. you're not an agency for the, a, a large company. I mean, you know, it, yeah. yeah, we all like those big retainers and things like that, but that's just not who you want to work with. It's not who your sweet spot is. And it's, it, it's very hard for entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, small business owners to define that because we think we're losing business. You know, if we're not ready to sell a product to any single person who asks or modify it or change it or, you know, create it, then our business is going to fail. And then what we end up doing is spinning our wheels and simply recreating the wheel and, and doing things over and over again because we didn't define our market. Right. Right. Yeah. And, Interesting. I, I just wanted to go back to the whole perception. Um, for Purple Moon, um, some of the things that I really, it's really important to me and to my business is, you're right, I don't work with the large corporations anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, that was part of my past. But now I've actually gone into business so that I can help small business owners who don't have access to those large agencies. Mm-hmm. And it's really important for me to have people think of me as being warm and friendly and inviting and um, helpful and, and talented um, and creative. Mm-hmm. Those are... are the words that I want people to think of when they think of Purple Moon Creative. Mm-hmm. You know, what's interesting about that is you also, you know, you look at those words and you think, well, of course, Kim is creative. Of course, she's this and that. 
but it's very important that it is stated because yes. you never know, you know, and, and it's kind of like the call to action button. You know, if you don't tell people to do something, then sometimes they don't. So you have to reiterate those words. You know, and again, it can be, you know, whatever it is. And like I said, in your, in your book, you've got all sorts of, of words that people can think of because, you know, it, it it needs to be specific to your business. You know, some of it is timeliness. Some of it is, you know, responsive, whatever it, it might be. But it's okay to tell people about that again and again. Right. And the other reason why you want to be specific about those things and write them down is if you're a growing company, then you're probably going to start to bring on contract workers or mm-hmm. part-time staff or full-time staff. And you want to be able to help them understand the brand Mm -hmm. and also know yourself when you're looking for people if they fit with Mm -hmm. your brand right it's kind of like when you're uh, interviewing for a job you know you want to know what the corporate culture is so that you know if you're going to fit in there exactly exactly you know and what's really important to note is these have to actually be authentic and be real you know we can't you know say a, a graphic designer you know, couldn't say creative if they're not creative, um, you know, and, and, but it, it, we do sometimes, you know, we, we pick up the buzzwords. And so, and I've seen people do that and they're like, well, we, that's really not us, but, but we knew that was what people were searching for. So we have it in there for good SEO, you know, or what I was like, no, you know, if you're mm. not whatever those descriptors are, don't put them in there. No. And I, I have an acronym I use when we're developing a brand, we want to develop a true brand. And what that means is first off to be truthful to who you are and not try to imitate somebody else Mm -hmm. to be relevant, to be unique and differentiate yourself Mm -hmm. in your marketplace and be engaging, Mm -hmm. provide value to your specific audience. Let's talk more about unique, because one of the mistakes that I see a lot of people do is they leave their current employer mm-hmm. and they do the same thing <laughs> because that's what they know. You know, they right. were a, a CPA, they were a landscaper, they were a whatever it was, and they just try and do it on a smaller version. You know, is, is maybe the, the easiest way to put it. So why is it so important that we have to establish ourselves as being unique? Unique is, um, is so important because unique is how you're going to be different than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that people resonate with you. Um, so it's your, it's your personality and your character of your business. And that might be, as we stated, it might be starting from somebody who is starting the business as a solopreneur. But we have to make sure that that is a enables you to grow into a larger business, mm-hmm. um, bringing on extra people and that they also can take on those personality and characteristics naturally and authentically. And that is how it starts to make you unique. Mm-hmm. Like those are inherent um, uh, traits that nobody else can have. Mm-hmm. And that is a uniqueness for you. And that's what attracts certain people. Right. 
Well, and that's what it ultimately comes down to is that we build relationships with people and mm-hmm. you know, we, we hear it and we say it over and over again. We work with people we know, like, and trust. And if you're just like anybody else out there, then I could go buy your product anywhere. Um, you know, and, and I always find it interesting when I see like commercials for whether well, a great example is there's there's a uh, pharmaceutical company right now that is advertising that they're just like one of the other drugs that is out there, but less expensive. Well, because they mention that name and they mention that that product several times in their advertising, that gets stuck in your head. And then you don't even remember. <laughs> that's the other not one. good. <laughs> and, and it's like, OK, that's really not. And it's, you know, it's it's funny because I keep thinking, who is working with these people that is telling mm. them to say over and over again the name of their competitor? And and they're not saying they're bad or anything like that. They're just saying we are a less expensive version. Well, then, of course, my mind immediately goes to, well, if you're less expensive, maybe that means you're less effective. And especially when you feel the need to have to keep saying their name over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's not good. They're not certainly not going to remember your name. That way. Right. You know, and we see small businesses do it. You know, they'll say we're not the big box stores. We provide you with better customer service than, you know, or or whatever it is. And again, because they, you know, they're they're trying to mimic those big guys, but say that they're doing it in a smaller, more friendly, more unique, more whatever way. You get caught up in the comparison because then I do think, well, wait a minute. You might be smaller on this, but then I really need to go here because I can also get this and then, then I get lost in that process. So it, it, it comes back to exactly what you were saying. You have to be unique. You know, don't be comparing yourself to others. Don't meet, you know, because people's minds will go there. So be unique and be proud of it. Right. Yeah, exactly. And you can you can take those um, attributes and turn them around so that they're more about what who you are mm-hmm. than the other person, even though you're trying to be like, if you're starting out, you're saying, Oh, I want to be different than those guys. Don't talk about those guys. Talk about yourself. Right. Right. And how you're helping your clients mm-hmm. or your customers. One of the things that I always wonder about, especially for a solopreneur, you know, the person who is just themselves, their business, mm-hmm. um, you know, like me, you know, you have, um, your your company, Purple Moon Creative, and and I do have I have Wise Women Communications, but I also am the brand Deb Creer. So, and, and you 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 know we kind of mentioned it at the start. It's difficult, complicated. Um, what other words could I use in there? When you have a personal brand and a business brand, and and you know talk to us about how those do overlap, but how you know, you might, they might be totally separate. I mean, that's, that's what gets confusing about when, when you as the person are your brand. Yeah. And I, I do have to say that, um, for the most part, those have to, uh, work together. Mm -hmm. They can't be completely separate. Um, they, because if you're starting out as a solopreneur and, you know, you want to have, um, you know, your personal brand as, you know, you have like social media as your personal brand. Mm-hmm. It's going to be attached to your company, mm-hmm. whether you like it or not. So they right. can't, you can't go against each other. Mm-hmm. So they, you have to work together. And 
to have that you, a personal brand and a business brand authentically. Um, you can't just make up something for your business brand. That's going to be totally different than who you really are. Mm-hmm. So really they have to work together. Well, and it's, you know, as, as I, as we were talking about this, I was thinking, you know, it, it is so true that they do tie together and it, it really doesn't matter what the company is, what the size of the company is. You know, we hear about it in the media all the time where, you know, X company is known for its philanthropic efforts, for its inclusivity, you know, all these various things. And then we find out that the CEO is very different, you know, and, and, and so then all of a sudden we don't like the company either. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that puts a bad taste right, in your mouth. Right. You know, and you're thinking, well, wait a minute, you know, Bob Smith, you know, he's he's philandering. We find out about his multiple affairs or, you know, whatever. A great example is the, the farm pharma- back to pharmaceutical because I don't know why I have this on my brain. <laughs> the, the pharmaceutical guy who like more than quadrupled, I mean, whatever it was with that that drug, you know, he, he just priced it completely out of the market. For a variety of reasons. And, and so then everybody thought, well, the company is bad, you know, and, but we also see the positives and, you know, someone like Elon Musk or, you know, Bill Gates with all of his philanthropic efforts, all of those things, it ties back into that company. You know, they have thousands of employees, but they are still the brand that, that ties to that business. Right. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't, pull yourself completely away mm-hmm. and hide and you know and you can't make up oh i want the brand the company to be just like this like oh the friendly neighborhood brand mm-hmm. you know family brand and then mm-hmm. you're right then you're out um you get caught you know philandering around and it just it brings your brand down mm-hmm. and you know it's it's always interesting when something like that happens because they just seem to be totally amazed uh, you know, whether they stay with the company or not, but they're like, well, but, but that's the company, um, you know, and, and we see things happen, you know, the, I, I just saw something on social media the other day where, you know, Facebook took a big hit mm-hmm. financially when it was discovered that they were <clears throat> selling information. And I was kind of like, well, <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, that didn't surprise me in the slightest, but Zuckerberg's f- personal fortune took a big hit. And because it is very closely tied together and, you know, and, and so it, it really was, it was the, well, but you know, how did, how did Mark Zuckerberg, you know, it, all of a sudden he lost all this money because the company did these things, but that, that is because he's the face of Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, everybody knows Facebook mm-hmm. is Mark. Right. You know, and a few other people, but really they've made a movie about it. Like he mm-hmm. cannot escape that. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's got to be, the brand mm-hmm. like he's they've got to be together mm-hmm. he can't escape it right you know, and even the companies that you know you don't always know who the ceo is when they fall from grace is maybe one of the, the easy ways to put it it does many times have a detrimental effect on the company and, and it's, that's very difficult you know for for someone to deal with yeah yeah and it doesn't mean that it can't be fixed and mm-hmm. and things can't be done but don't think that you're completely separate right? and that you're hiding. Mm-hmm. Well, that was like a totally different tangent than what we did. Yeah. To discuss, but it was, it was, it was interesting call. because, you know, it is very true. Whether you are a one person shop or you have thousands of employees, 
your personal brand and your business brand are very tied together. And, and I think that's one of the things that I see, uh, you know, the small business owners make the mistakes on. And it's funny, I, I give trainings on social media and I talk about how to behave yourself on social media. And I tell people, you know, they're not going to separate you from your business. So if you're posting things on Facebook that can be considered offensive, mm-hmm. you know, or controversial or whatever, be prepared for the fact that your business could take a hit. Now, some people are, are totally fine with that. You know, they're thinking, well, this is, this is great. Uh, or, you know, that, that's okay because I wouldn't want to work with those people anyway. But, you know, there are definitely people that I would not work with, that I would not refer business to based on things that they post on Facebook. You know, whether it's political, whether it's, you know, comments about how much drinking they do or, mm-hmm. you know, all these various things. It's like, no, I'm just I'm not going to refer business to you. And they might, their company, their business might be fabulous. But again, I have made that mental shift of, ooh, I don't like you. Therefore, I'm not going to like your company. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I, sometimes people forget that. Yeah, yeah. And there's things and they can... Uh, they don't even have to be necessarily really offensive things. Right. You know, you just have you, like if you're trying to be something you're not, mm-hmm. that can turn people off. Mm-hmm. And that is where it gets difficult because, you mm-hmm. know, we tell people you have to be authentic to yourself, um, you know, and and, and that you, you mentioned it earlier. We can't be fake. We can't pick the words that people want to hear. And mm-hmm. so you might be, you know, something that, that you know, it, it's funny. I've talked with somebody one time who said, you know, in in her private life, she, <coughs> excuse me, swears like a sailor. But in her business life, of course, she doesn't. But. When she's posting on social media, she's using those words. And yeah, it's like, oh, dear. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Um, (laughs) And, you know, and and if that's her, that's fine. She needs to embrace it. And I knew somebody who did that one time. She had she really was. I mean, you know, that was uh, her language would put a sailor to shame. I mean, you know, she was she was salty and she had tattoos and, you know, all these various things. And that was her personal brand. You know, and, and that's and, okay. Right. You know, and yeah. she owned it. She loved it. And yeah. so the, the people in suits were not going to work with her. And right. that was perfectly fine. Um, you know, and, and so this is about owning your own brand, you know, and, and, and recognizing, you know what? I am the jeans person or I am the suit person or, you know, my, my animals are so important to me that that's going to be part of who I am. You know, whatever it is, we need to own who we are. Right. And don't be apologetic for mm-hmm. it. Um, don't, you know, try and hide it and do something, you know, on one platform and mm-hmm. something different on another platform. Mm-hmm. You'll get caught. Right. And that's yeah. when it's it works against you. Mm-hmm. But it's OK to be who you are and you will de- detract some people. And those are probably the ones that you need to detract. Right. right. <laughs> you didn't want to do business with them to start with, you know, and and, and that's not a bad thing because mm-hmm. it actually allows them to work with somebody initially that they're going to work better with too. Right. So let's get back to what we were really wanting to to discuss. What are the three biggest brand mistakes that businesses make? Well, I have to say that one of the biggest, biggest mistakes is that people are so afraid to narrow down their market and pick a specific audience. Because we want this. <laughs> I right. love it when I get to use my sound effects. Oh, they're afraid they're leaving money on the table. Mm-hmm. But instead of 
you know, being specific in, and having a uh, niche market, mm-hmm. they are actually making themselves bland and nobody hears them. Mm-hmm. So it's the one size fits all approach. And, yeah. And so then it doesn't fit anybody well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I, I, I know it's difficult and sometimes it's a matter of, you know, going through and, and choosing the people that you really think that you would like to work with. And I know it's a matter of balance of do those people have money to buy my service? And that's why I always say it's good to go out and talk to people mm-hmm. or, you know, get online and, and in forums and things like that and, and communicate and connect with people and find out what's, you know, what are some of their big issues mm-hmm. And it's amazing what people will spend their money on if they feel that you're the right fit and if you feel like you can help them. Right. You know, and, and because, you know, we said it before, you don't want to work with somebody that's not a good fit. You right. know, and, and so having that fine-tuned down is it's very complicated and very difficult and 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 it really is difficult. I mean, you know, we don't want to make light of this in any way because especially when you're starting out, you think, well, I have to be all things to all people or I'm going to go broke. Um right. you know, and, and and it does mean on occasion, let's just be honest about it, that we do take those jobs, those clients that might not be the best fit, but they're going to pay the bill at that point in time, you know, mm-hmm. all these various things. But you have to to recognize that there are trade-offs. You know, if it's a client that I don't think is absolutely the most wonderful people in the world, am I going to give 100%? <laughs> you know? Right. And right. which is, you know, not good for either side. And, and you know, but hello, I have that bill that I have to get paid that month. And so that's where it gets kind of tricky for a business owner. Yes. And I always say, too, narrowing down your audience doesn't mean that you're not going to attract others. Mm-hmm. It just helps you. I mean, because specifically to your point of, you know, paying the bills, sometimes you have to do some of the things that maybe aren't as pleasant as others. But, mm-hmm. um, but if you're going to save time and money, you're going to want to narrow your message down to a specific person and talk to those people and connect with those people and stop wasting your time on everybody. Mm-hmm. Because when you speak to those people and they start to hear you, then you elevate your expertise in their eyes. Right. And yes, you're, you're going to probably attract some other people through those people, you know, oh, you know, you have a, you, you know, you have just purchased a great product. Where did you get that? And they'll, you know, tell their friend and maybe those friends don't fit into that niche exactly, but they'll come to you mm-hmm. still. And you can decide whether that works for you or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't waste your time trying to talk to everybody. Right. So what are other mis- branding mistakes or brand mistakes? I want to make, you know, I had that, had that you know, mm-hmm. what are other brand mistakes that businesses make? So not standing for something and, um, you know, being, and I always like to say it's um, bland or vanilla mm-hmm. instead of actually saying, you know, this is who I am. This is what I represent and not being afraid. Mm-hmm. So, and that goes 
back to our whole conversation of, you know, who we're talking to as well. So if you know who you're talking to and you know who you stand for, you know, they're going to connect a lot better. Mm-hmm. So now here's the complicated question. How do we create a strong brand? Well, go back to let's know how you want to be perceived or you want to be you, what do you want to stand for um, and know what your core values are. So once you figure out how you want to be perceived, then you can go into how, who, what are my core values? What's really important to me? What's, what, what is that thing inside that if somebody took it away, I would no longer cease to be who I, who I am Mm -hmm. or the company wouldn't be who it is. It would, it could be anybody then. Mm -hmm. Those core values of how you work with your clients or customers how you work with internal partners or staff um, or stakeholders. Those are um, a great foundation for knowing who your company is. Mm-hmm. And then make sure you know who your, your audience is and then figure out the position that you take in your market. Know your competitors and Make sure you're not trying to be them, but understand where they are in the landscape mm-hmm. and where you fit in. Great. Well, that kind of leads to a question of can brands change? You know, do and, and they do evolve over the years. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what if somebody just really wants to do a 180 and do something totally different? How how do you accomplish that? Or can you? Should you? Should you start over? You know, all those various things. Well, it depends. If, like there's a, there's a 180 in you, maybe you are now going to service some different types of uh, clientele. Mm-hmm. Um, but your, your personality and your character don't completely change. Okay. So you can rearrange your brand and, um, it can, um, mature and change that way. Mm-hmm. But, um, and your messaging to who you're talking to and how you're going to deliver that message may change, but that those values, mm-hmm. they should be consistent. Mm-hmm. Well, and that comes back to you know, when, when somebody's inauthentic, un, uh, I guess it'd be inauthentic, um, you know, where something happened, you know, we were talking about it before and, and the company took an image hit is maybe the easy. And so then they try to redo themselves, you know, maybe they had a substance abuse problem. And so, you know, right. their, their brand is, and, and so they do change, but there is that little, uh huh, but you know, I remember when type of thing. And, and that's where, where it is complicated and, and difficult is, you know, when we, because we change as people, we evolve through the years. But as you said, the core parts are still there. And I mean, a lot of those were learned, you know, by the time we were three years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some of those things are going to be part of that brand story that's so important and that people like to hear about. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you come clean about, you know, I had problems before and I did things mm-hmm. all wrong and I, you know, I'm doing um, my darndest to change things and I, and this is what's important to me. Like you can build a story out of that. Right. That, you know, people really resonate with. Mm-hmm. 
that because nobody's perfect. No. And I think what's worse is when somebody tries to be and then wham, they get knocked off that pedestal. Right. Yeah. And that's where that in, you know, it's that fake, mm-hmm. fake, fake, fake. It's like, you know, you're not admitting, you know, the true you. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we really want to hear about the true you. We don't expect you to be perfect. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be perfect. It doesn't mean that I won't do business with you. But if you lie to me or make me feel uncomfortable, then I don't want to do business mm-hmm. with you. Right. Because it comes back to that trust factor. You know, and, and it mm-hmm. doesn't matter even really what the product or service is. If I don't trust somebody, I'm going to go look elsewhere. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, there are times where I'm going to buy no matter what. But but if it is something, you know, that, that is, is bigger than, say, just a, a staple item or something – if I don't trust either the business or the the person providing it to then then I'm going to go elsewhere you know and and that includes all sorts of things you know am I trusting the quality the price you know the the service you know all of those various things and trust is very easy to lose and, and lose it very quickly and then your brand is going to take a hit right exactly yeah so showing up consistently showing up truthfully um, showing up for the right people, all of those things are going to um, increase your brand um, power, mm-hmm. your strength. And Deb, all I can say is your brand is the best way for a small business to persuade their clients or customers to choose their product or service over their competition. Right. And the competition might be less expensive, more expensive, whatever it is. Yeah, we we do, we work with that person because of who they are. Right, right. And your brand is going to um, allow you to get away from the price competition Mm -hmm. and really connect with people that you can bring value to. Mm Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about branding. <laughs> okay. Um, so you've you've written this great book, Branding on a Shoestring, How to Recreate Your Small Business Identity and Increase Sales Results in 83 Days or Less. So first, why did you decide to write the book? I decided to write the book because there are so many business that, businesses out there, so many people leaving the corporate world and they are um, starting up their own you know, it, either a small business or a solopreneurship and they, they have great skills, but they don't have marketing sense Mm -hmm. and they're going out there. And as I said, they, you know, spending tons of money and getting no results. Mm -hmm. I work with clients that are growing and have been in business for a little bit, but there's that market of people that I just wanted to be able to provide some guidance to Mm -hmm. That, you know, if they even read this book, they would have um, some help on at least thinking about what a brand is, knowing how it can help them and start to use it to their benefit. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I love the title that's 83 days or less. That's a really seems like random number. So why is it 83 <laughs> days or less? Well, because it's based on a 90 day plan. OK. And 83 days is a week less than um, a 90-day plan. Mm-hmm. I, I give you a week to actually put the whole thoughts of, you know, the important parts of your business together, mm-hmm. and then we can put the brand together. Mm-hmm. 
So that's why it's just 90 day plan less a week. I love that, you know, because it, it, it caught my attention, obviously. I'm like, well, wait a minute. Why 83 days? Yes. Um, so that's why. <laughs> and, and obviously, you know, people can do it in a shorter time frame. It's just, you know, that's yeah, or longer. I mean, you know, it's it's all those various things. But you know, so let's let's talk about branding, you know, because, okay. again, that's that's where small business owners and entrepreneurs get lost, get confused. And, and you walk them through a lot of this in your book. You know, the picking the logo, the picking your colors, um, you know, it's not just, well, uh, that was in the template that, that came with WordPress or, right. um, you know, I, I used one of the online print people and they had these templates that I used to create my, my business card and my, uh, trifold brochure. Why is it so important that we don't just stick with what the template is? And when, I work with people and I say, let's figure out how you want to be perceived, how you want to be um, looked upon, mm -hmm. you know, and we pick some of those words. That's what's so important. And if you're friendly and um, warm, is that what uh, your logo is, is portraying? Mm -hmm. Is you, it red? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, think about colors mm -hmm. and, um, you know, is it suitable for your product and your brand? Mm -hmm. And is it going to be memorable? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and is it something that you can use consistently? Because your brand has to be consistent on all communication pieces mm -hmm. and the way you talk about it. Um, it's so important for people to, for, for it to become a memorable brand. Mm -hmm. Um, that is key when for so many people that have a product or service that maybe it's not one that people use all the time, but you want them to remember it mm -hmm. um, when they do need your service. Mm -hmm. So, you know, showing up all the time, looking the same with, you know, same tone and manner is so important in your brand mm -hmm. branding. Right. So your logo has to represent you. And then you have to have that same feeling on your website, your signage. Um, you know, what is that message? You know, what is the um, colors and fonts that you're using? What if you have a product? What is your packaging? Mm -hmm. If you have a store, you know, what does the environment look like? Mm -hmm. If it's a personal brand, you know, that's all about you. It's, you know, what is that? costume mm -hmm. you wear you know that's important too right you know i know people who always wear say turquoise or jeans or whatever it is because that is part of who they are right right and you can make that um you can make a piece of your wardrobe something that's uh helps you to become memorable i know somebody that you know decided that they wanted to wear bow ties all the time mm -hmm. and you know what People always remembered him. Right. They're going to say, oh, he's the bow tie guy. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, it doesn't have to be a specific piece of clothing. It could be a color, as you said, or, um, you know, a style. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and part of it is your company name. You know, and, and are you going to name it after yourself? All these various things. So that that leads me to Purple Moon Creative. How did you come up with that? That was a Interesting story. Okay. So, um, when I was developing my company, 
it first started out as um, you just providing uh, brand and marketing services to my network, mm-hmm. and um, I didn't I didn't intentionally build the brand until I you know later on figured out what I was really who I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. But when <laughs> but when I started, I was I felt like after working for a while that I hadn't really created a business. I'd created a job for myself, mm. which was fine, but. I realized it wasn't sustainable and I had to, <laughs> I had to make some choices, some hard choices. I either make this a real business and work for me mm-hmm. or go back and, and get a job in the corporate world. Mm-hmm. Anyways, when I was driving along on the highway one day and I was thinking, okay, I'm really, I'm going to make this a business and I'm going to go for it and I'm excited and scared and what the heck am I going to call this business? And I was, I was driving along the highway and I've never seen such a sight, but it looked like I was, there was the biggest moon I'd ever seen. And it looked like it was at the end of the highway mm-hmm. and there was this purple glow around it. And I felt like it was giving me the answer, like it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And that's where the name came from. Purple moon. I love it. You know, and, I, I, it's so interesting because I think people get caught up in, you know, uh, I need to call it, you know, XYZ landscaping or, you know, whatever. And they forget that, that emotional tie, you know, and, and because it is, it, you know, it, it is part of that. And, and, you know, some of us do have our names, but I have, you know, my company, the, the overall company for everything is Wise Women Communications. Mm-hmm. And it was funny when, and, you know, I, I've been in business with that for, you know, over 20 years and coming up with that name was, was a complicated process as, you know, as, as you said. Mm-hmm. And, and I've had people that say, well, does that mean you only work with women? Do they have to be smart? You know, why women community, all these various things. And, and I say, well, they're, yes, of course they have to be smart. But, you know, I, I, we do work with men, you know, all these various things. But I went through the whole process of at that point, did I want to call it my name? You know, and, and I decided that was yeah. too limiting, you know, and, and because I, it, it wasn't going to be just me. So I wanted to, you know, you, you didn't want somebody to, to say, well, you know, hey, I work for Deb Creer. You wanted them to say a company name. Right. You know, did I want it to be at that point? I was in Colorado. So, you know, was I going to tie it to the mountains? Was I going to tie it to Colorado? And again, I felt that was too limiting. You know, what if we wanted to be a worldwide brand or, or whatever it was? And so it really was hard. But I, I, and to be honest now, I'm not exactly sure how I ended up with wise women. It, I, I actually, I do remember I went to a seminar and, and it was, you know, it was, uh, f- uh, only for executive women. And again, this was, you know, over 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about the fact that in, you know, as much as possible, they wanted to do business with and support women owned businesses. And, you know, my, my business will always be owned just by me. So clearly it's going to be a, a women owned business. But I thought, you know, that is part of who I want to work with are the, the, the women of the world. And, you know, so that was kind of how wise women came out of it. And then, you know, communications, because it's a, a marketing and PR firm. But, you know, think about that, folks. When you're naming your business, what story are you telling? What is that brand that's going to be tied to that? Right. Well, and I specifically wanted to make sure that I didn't sound too corporate. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Because you're not. Because the other part of it is mm -hmm. Purple Moon Creative Brand and Marketing Boutique. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and as I mentioned when I read your About Us, you know, you deal with small businesses, you know, all these various things that and that comes back to tying into who your target market is. And so you've eliminated people right there. I mean, you know, they look at boutique and they go, ah, no, we need a big agency. Okay, yeah. cool. Then nobody's time was wasted. Um, you know, or, you know, by in your, your text by saying small business again, you know, we're not and, and you're not dealing with, you know, as you mentioned that the businesses that are just starting for the most part, you work with people who have been in business for a while. And, and so the, and, and you're doing brand and marketing. So it tells it right there in the title what it is that you're doing. And mm -hmm. it, it gets hard, you know, because we do want to bring in different products, different services, um, you know, and, and, but at the same point, if you make your name so generic, then people don't know what you do. Right. Yeah, exactly. So and, what are some and, more tips from the book? So I'd love for people to understand to, that they really need to brand before they start to market, mm -hmm. and that's going to save them time and money. Mm -hmm. um, but I also want people to realize that they don't have to spend tons of money on marketing to help them build their brand. And And I give um, a number of examples that small businesses and startups can use mm -hmm. um, as marketing uh, in my book, mm -hmm. um, starting with networking. Networking is amazing mm -hmm. uh, for getting to know people. Um, and, you know, there's a number of other uh, resources in there for uh, marketing mm -hmm. your small business. I also have spoken to a lot of experts and um, interviewed a lot of experts in the small business category that have um, provided great information that also will help you know, finance and, you know, understanding how starting a business, things that you need to think about. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it's it's really um, an all-encompassing, you know, starting your small business, uh, building a brand, and then how to build awareness. Mm -hmm. Well, as I was reading it, one of the things that, that struck me was, this works for a personal brand also. And I, and I mean a personal brand as in just you, the person, not, mm -hmm. you know, and, and granted, you know, we're not going to have a font or you know, things like that. But I work with a lot of people who are in job transition, who are looking for jobs, all those various things. And, you know, when I when I start my presentations, one of the very first slides that goes up says the product you are selling is you. And they all yeah. look at me like, oh, my God, we don't know what that means. <laughs> and, you know, and, and they really are. I mean, they are the product. Why should a company want to work with you and have you as an employee? So you are that brand. You know, back to social media. You know, what are you putting out there on social media? Are you the, the party person? Are you posting that you hated your last job? Um, you know, uh, all these various things. And. You know, and, and what is that personal brand? And, and there are some people, obviously, it depends on what type of positions that they're going for, who will develop flyers, you know, one pagers, yes. all those various things. So they might have colors, they might have a brand, I mean, you know, a, a logo type of, of brand, you know, all these various things. And so it's it's always fun to help people realize that they do have that personal brand and how to work with it, especially when they're looking for a job. 
Oh, yes. And I go back to your brand is equal to your reputation. Mm-hmm. So if you take that into um, a personal brand, right. your personal brand is you're building up your reputation. Mm-hmm. And that is so, so important. And how and then how you build that awareness is depending on, you know, where what position you take and what market you're in. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you're having you're writing a blog or you have specific social media or, you know, so there's all there's many kinds of tactics to build that mm-hmm. brand awareness. But but really, it it boils down to building a reputation. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And we always have to be cognizant of the fact that we're always building that reputation. You know, we might be happily employed. We might not be looking for another job, you know, all these various things. But, you know, folks, social media is forever. <laughs> and mm-hmm. people will go back and look and they, and they don't always really realize, hey, they're, they're looking at a post from four years ago where you were saying something horrible and awful or, you know, bad mouthing somebody, you know, all oh, these that's the worst. Things. Oh, I know. You know, and and. And and I am always amazed when somebody will comment on something that I wrote four or five years ago. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, it's kind of weird that they're looking back. But, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so I tell people, you know, be aware that any post could be seen by your clergy, your spouse, your boss, your future employer, all of those. Various your things. children. Right. I know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> can you imagine? Um and to keep that in mind, and, and, you know, you mentioned, you know, different platforms. You don't, don't be posting pictures that you shouldn't be posting on Instagram and being the professional on LinkedIn, you know, right. because you will be found out and, and people will find those. And then it, it, what I liken it to is truth in advertising. You know, mm-hmm. if you're one thing in one place and one thing somewhere else, then how do I know who you are? And you know what? There's 900 other people who applied for that job. So I'm just going to the next candidate. Right. And it doesn't mean that uh, people don't have a personal life and that they have things that they do that aren't professional. Mm -hmm. That's okay, too. Right. Yeah. We. I mean, we do things. But, you know, keep in mind, maybe you don't need to post that picture. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, well, Kim, this has been absolutely fabulous, and I've been having so much time talking with you. And, and, you know, I really want people to recognize that we all have a brand, whether we're in business, whether we're not in business, whether our business is ourselves, you know, all those various things. So how do people find you and connect with you online? Well, Deb, I would love to offer a special gift to your listeners, and that is to, if they go to brandingonashoestringbook.com, mm-hmm. they can actually get a free copy of my book. Wow. Okay, yes. Tell us I that again. Branding on a shoestring book. Book. Dot com. Uh-huh. They can get a full version of the book. Perfect. You know, and, and yes, I've read it, folks. It is great. It's a great resource. So please go there and, and get a copy of the book. It's fabulous. I would love that. I would love uh, love to be able to help you build your brand and your brand awareness and you know make sure that your company grows or your professional um, life grows. I love it. I love it. Well, and of course, you can also be found at purplemooncreative.com, um, you know, for people who, who need brand and branding assistance and marketing, things like that. You've got a great, as we said, boutique agency. Um, so please, you know, contact Kim, check out the, the resources and services that she provides. Yes, please reach out. I'd love to hear from you. 
Great. Well, I am Deb Creer. I have been having an absolutely wonderful time talking with Kim Speed. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us next time for more real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.